Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Be ready, Utah. Did you know that when a disaster happens, a disease outbreak can follow right after? So today we're talking about the importance of hygiene and sanitation during an emergency. You probably remember that all this year, KSL is partnering on emergency preparedness with Be Ready Utah to bring you this information. Wade Matthews, of course, is the program manager for Be Ready Utah. He joins us on the line. Wade, thanks for joining us today. Yes, my pleasure. So often when we think of uh, a natural disaster, an earthquake, a flood, a fire, uh, we always think about that initial thrust, the big thing that happens. And one of the things that we often don't really think through is how things play out over time. And a lot of us don't really think at all about the fact that after an initial disaster like that, that a disease outbreak uh, can can actually follow. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And that's why we we typically refer to it as the disaster after the disaster mm. because of the, the, the initial disaster, the earthquake, the tornado, the, the, the hurricane, I mean, it causes a lot of damage and disruption to our lives uh, after which we're not able to flush toilets and wash hands and cook food, uh, you know, as thoroughly and things like that. And then before you know it, everyone is also sick after, you know, along with trying to recover from the other uh, disaster. Yeah, and I I think all of that, when you look at uh, hygiene and sanitation uh, that can lead to things like typhoid and dysentery and cholera and those kinds of things. Uh, So so let's kind of break this down. Again, it's the, uh, I love the way you frame that, the disaster after the disaster uh, that can be so perilous. And so let's let's start with just basic uh, hygiene pieces. What are we worried about there and what do we need to be prepared for there? Yeah, the first thing as far as, you know, we're talking about prevention here, right? Keeping ourselves healthy and preventing that disease. You know, the first thing is is uh, hand washing. You know, hand washing, kind of think about it now in non-disasters, how well do we wash our hands, you know? But uh, we need to make sure that we've got an effective hand washing station set up where we're, where we're operating, where we're recovering, whether it be at home or at a shelter or, you know, wherever that might be, where we've got, some clean, warm water available and a way to dispense that, you know, a water jug with a faucet or spigot on it, something like that. You've got some good soap and paper towels and just making sure you're washing your hands before eating and preparing food, after using uh, the toilet, after coughing and sneezing, after handling an animal, uh, and after handling trash, garbage, or other waste. You just want to wash your hands as frequently as you can. Now, again, you want to be conservative with the water itself don't let it just run down or out of the out of the container like we normally would in the bathroom sink with water just running you've got to conserve that water while you're doing it but just uh, hand washing is very important yeah and so in terms of uh preparedness uh is it is it more that we need to have uh 
obviously a soap around is is a big thing. But what about uh, sanitizer? You know, alcohol wipes, those kinds of things. Uh, how should that be included in our preparation? I think those are great suggestions, and yes, they can be effective in, in washing and in washing our hands, keeping ourselves clean and and hygienic. Because you know, we may not be storing enough water for even our um, basic needs of drinking and cooking, and and so some people may not. Uh, wash their hands as frequently just because they know they need to try and conserve water and save it for drinking. But yeah, hand sanitizer is a good suggestion. The the wet wipes, uh, those types of things. But, you know, this is just a good reminder that we just need to store as much water as we have space Mm. and capability to store as well. Uh, So important. And I know a lot of people actually connect uh, just that hygiene component to even, especially after a disaster, to the the mental health and that feeling of normalcy that, you know, when you're feeling dirty or itchy or smelly or whatever, uh, it's tough to stay focused on all the other things you need to deal with uh, in a disaster. Yeah. And, and another thing is, you know, the other half of this equation, too, is the, you know, the sanitation and hygiene and involving bodily functions. You know, uh, we, we include this as part of the discussion. You know, after disaster, maybe maybe the water is still running at our house and maybe our toilets are still flushing. But you should find out from an authority or official source if the sewer system is still functioning and safe to use. Because while you may be flushing your toilet, you could be filling your base, your neighbor's basement up with raw sewage. Mm. So it's something to be aware of to make sure that the that the system is actually functioning and approved for use before flushing the toilet. So other otherwise, there's some uh, preparedness steps we can do uh, for uh, using the restroom as well. Yeah, so so walk us through that in terms of what we should have and what we should be ready with uh, for that situation where we, we can't flush, we can't use the inside toilets. Well, there are a couple of different options. One of them is making your own porta potty You know, we've got the, 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 the construction porta potties that we see out and about and occasionally use, but you can make your own porta potty with just a five-gallon bucket um, or two buckets, if you you know, because we also talk about it's important to separate solid and liquid wastes. It's easier to dispose of them if you, they are separated. Um, so it's maybe even a better idea to have two five-gallon buckets and uh, having a garbage can liner, plastic bag liners that you can put inside of there and line that bucket with it. And some kitty litter, a bag or two, a bucket of kitty litter that you can use to line that after each use. It, abs- it absorbs, absorbs moisture and it controls odor and allows you to be able to use that uh, bucket and that plastic bag liner inside of that bucket for a few uses. And uh, the other option is maybe the home is not damaged, but we just know that the water's not running or uh, we don't know if the sewer system is safe yet. We can just get the water out of the toilet bowl, do the same thing with as with the bucket. You just line the toilet bowl with a, a garbage can, you know, the black garbage can liner or something like that. And people can use the toilet in the house, have that privacy, et cetera, uh, just not flushing it. But you, you do the same thing. You use the kitty litter and, and make sure you're just lining that between uses. And then obviously liquid, um, liquid waste would go in a different bucket because you can just pour those in the yard and the bushes and the gravel. It will safely evaporate and then you'll want to bury um the solid waste or or store them in a larger garbage can that can be taken care of later great uh, great insight as always wade matthews the program director for be ready utah wade thanks for joining us today 
Sure. Thank you. You've been listening to KSL's Emergency Preparedness Series, Be Ready Utah. If you have questions about emergency preparedness, not sure where to start for yourself or for your family, find the answers at beready.utah.gov, beready.utah.gov. We're going to step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, some final thoughts on Flag Day, some things that we should think about, some lessons learned from the flag. Coming up next, stay with us. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.